This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics. We've got Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist. And somewhere out there is Steve Moore. We're still looking for him. <laughs> it's hard to know where he might be, but I can talk to my pal Liz Peek. Liz Peek, uh, the Hill column, Liz Peek, could Trump defy the odds again, question mark. Poll out uh, late last night, Trump leads Biden by six points. That's the Harvard-Harris uh, poll, Mark Penn, who's a very good pollster. And um, I think Real Clear Politics has Trump ahead of Biden. It's very interesting, Liz. I mean, you got Biden wants to throw Trump in jail before the election. Meanwhile, Biden may be in jail before the election because of the Burisma <laughs> bribery. We could have a debate where they're both wearing ankle bracelets. I mean, who knows? Let's <laughs> just think of it. But um, it is it is interesting, though, after the uh, after the indictment and, and so forth, all these charges, it really doesn't seem to have affected Trump's numbers at all. Well, I, I argue I would argue, Larry, that it actually has enhanced uh, Donald Trump's uh, standing because people are so angry about the indictment. And I, I think, honestly, whether you love him or hate him. It's such an obvious double standard. We've talked about the double standard of justice for over a year now, but I can't imagine a more egregious example of a, uh, a sitting president indicting his most likely rival uh, for a, <laughs> on charges that basically he may also face. I mean, there's a special yeah. prosecutor, let's not forget, looking into Biden's documents problem yeah. and the more you think about it, I mean, Biden left office evidently with documents not only from his vice president uh, term, but also from his Senate days. And, Larry, none of those secret top secret or classified documents from the Senate are even allowed out of the Senate. They're not mm -hmm. in any way meant to end up in someone's garage or mm -hmm. their pen center office or whatever. So. I think people are furious about this, and I was, I was actually thinking this morning, I hope people don't get unfurious because it's summertime and everybody wants to kind of, you know, have a good time and sort of tune out. Well, you know what? You can't tune out because this is really bad what's going on. Uh, and I, I really do think, look, there are a lot of reasons why Trump may be ahead of Biden in the polls right now. Most importantly, because Biden has been a terrible president. He's been divisive. He constantly demeans everybody uh, on the Republican Party, and he has overseen a horrible economy. He's adding to our deficits with every breath he takes. There are a lot of reasons to think that the Trump days look pretty good in the rearview mirror. But I do think this injustice situation, you know, is, is kind of the capper. Yeah, I think people are very furious at Washington right now. Yeah. And that's, that's a Biden thing because he's running Washington. Um, did you hear the thing where he, he gave this speech up 
up here in Connecticut about gun control, and he ends the speech, God save the queen. <laughs> I did. What was I, that? Honestly, what, what was that? that? <laughs> and and the White House really couldn't even manufacture a response. It was sort of like, well, he was responding to someone in the crowd. What, an invisible person in the crowd? <laughs> Nobody else saw anybody in the crowd that, what? you know, was waving a British flag. or so. I mean, I don't know. Did you see anything like that? I did not. And, and as far as I know, it was one of those tripping the light fantastic kind of moments for Joe Biden where literally no one has any idea what he's talking about. Steve Forbes thought it was... Be- because he knew that Connecticut was one of the original colonies. <laughs> oh, please. You know, sure. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm surprised he didn't start talking about Mystic. I mean, come on. No, he, if he knew he was in Connecticut, that's a win for uh, Joe Biden. And uh, tracing its historic roots, no, I don't think so. What, um, I mean, one of the things here, though, this, you know, this could be a red state election. I was talking about Adam Smith's birthday, the father of uh, free market capitalism, uh, which was yesterday, although we don't actually know. He was baptized 300 years ago yesterday, but we don't actually know his birthday, but we're calling it his birthday. But this could be a red state election. This could be an election. You know, red states are cutting taxes. Red states are going to school choice. It's not going to be a, a state socialism election. I don't know if you uh, if you saw uh, the Wall Street Journal column um, about uh, corporate uh, corporate uh, capitalism by uh, Dan Henninger. I mean, people are rejecting all of these statist interferences by the Biden administration, and you see it in these red states. And that may be an important election wave. That's what I'm suggesting. Yeah. Well, I think it is kind of interesting. And, you know, in my column, I talk about Brexit and Mm -hmm. how just it was sort of a revolt against everything, against the institutions, against the elites, against the faculty lounges and Hollywood, et cetera. Everybody's telling everyone that we have to uh, sacrifice our lifestyle on the altar of climate change, that it's perfectly okay to think that you're a man if you're a woman and, and, you know, argue about pronouns, that that's really become a huge national focus. I think people are so fed up with all this stuff that, that you could really, you could really have a response. And we are seeing it in the red states. We are seeing some pushback, uh, against ESG and particularly in the red states where state treasurers are saying, well, wait a minute. No, if you're abiding by principles that we really disagree with and it's costing me uh, returns, costing me money, my pension fund's not doing so well, I'm not going to give any more money to you. Larry, it all comes down to money. And if the, if the people driving this progressive bus begin to see, as Target has, as Anheuser-Busch has, etc., that some of this stuff is going to cost them money, then my guess is we're going to start to see a change. And I hope it starts in the corporate world because I am really over thinking that corporations are really on the side of America. And I think a lot of Americans are feeling the same way. Let's see you side with the majority. Let's see you side with people who have jobs in this country and not, and stop. Like, for example, I was uh, reading about the fact that um, I think uh, Intel is going to be building a new semiconductor plant in Poland. I think mm-hmm. it's Poland mm-hmm. because they're, offering big incentives. Well, okay, remember, we're offering 
billions of dollars to the semiconductor industry, which I think is a joke, but anyway, to build plants in the United States. These semiconductor companies are basically playing Europe off against the U.S., against Asian countries. They want the best deal possible. Okay, I totally get that. But does anybody care that we are the biggest market for these products, that maybe we don't actually have to spend an enormous amount of money to get them building plants in a safe English-speaking, productive nation. Mm. I mean, honestly, corporate America is kind of playing fast and loose with the trust of Americans, and I I think it's a mistake. Well, that is a perfect lead-in. We did find Steve Moore in the (laughs) ether zone. Um, (laughs) Steve Moore, your uh, thing in the prosperity hotline, are Republicans and big biz getting a divorce, which is kind of what Liz was getting at. Right. The, the numbers suggest that the GOP is not going to be dominated by these big companies. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I was just listening to what Liz was just saying. And, you know, I mean, Liz, this is just our taxpayer dollars at work, right? We we can yeah. just have their billions of dollars and then they build plants in Poland. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, uh, look, I, I totally agree with you that we have reached uh, peak woke. And people are extraordinarily upset. $28 billion of losses of these companies. I mean, by the way, what's with Kohl's? They're putting, you know, gay, pro- gay pride, uh, you know, uh, flags on, mm. on toddler T-shirts. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, so outrageous, so out of touch with America. Now, in How about the Los Angeles Dodgers? Oh, it's how about, outrageous. I'm how about Catholic, that one? Larry. You're Catholic. You know, the, this is just, where, where else could you get away with such bigotry? You know, except, you know, when you're uh, when you're attacking religious institutions, you're exactly right about that. I I, I would not wear Dodger blue again until mm-hmm. they you know reverse their their policy. Now, Republicans are in a quandary right now, because what's happened, in my opinion, is because we have now a six trillion dollar federal budget and the and the Biden administration is just passing money out to corporations like it's candy, whether it's the solar industry or the electric battery industry or uh, the semiconductor industry. Basically, what you've got now is big business is an advocate right now for big government. And I don't think that's where Republicans need to be. They should be the Republicans should be the party of limited government and the party of small business. Larry, that's where the jobs come from. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree, I couldn't agree more. And I think the wokeness of big business is something Republicans have to um, have to fight. I don't think they have necessarily have to go after the business, but they have to make it clear they're not going to help them. Right. I mean, how does this affect? Can you rate? You can rate I me, mean, or let me ask this as a question: Can the GOP and let's take that in the House particularly raise enough money without getting any help from these corporate PACs? Well, that's that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that because when you're passing out, when the when the taxpayers are giving billions and billions of dollars to these corporations, and then the corporations are then turning around and using some of that money to dish it back out to the to the uh, to the politicians who give them the money in the first place, that's an incredibly corrupt system, and that's why I'd like to see you know the Republican candidate for president whoever that might be, really go after the whole idea of, of corporate welfare. Yeah. It is it is so out of control right now, and virtually every Fortune 500 company right now is on the dole. You know, that's um, interesting, Liz. Um, I don't know if you saw Kim Strassel's column yesterday, 
she makes a point that the Trump indictment, which is infuriating, is really causing a good thing to happen, and that is Republican candidates for president are now looking at ways to clean out the stables mm-hmm. in the Washington swamp. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, I mean, investigating, we got to go after the FBI, we got to go after the CIA. And another one here is going after the idea of permanent civil servants. Like the federal bureaucracy is just chock full of thousands and thousands of so-called permanent civil servants, and they are all moving to the left, and they are all subverting American traditional values. And uh, a lot of the candidates are finally talking about this. Yeah, and it's very hard because, of course, uh, most of the civil servants in the federal bureaucracy are covered by basically union rules. Uh, they belong mm-hmm. to unions, and you, it's very hard to fire them. One of the things that happened under Obama is he uh, reclassified a lot of jobs right. so that they became permanent bureaucracy instead of political appointees because he understood very well the power is in these agencies and if you continue to stock the leadership of those agencies with unmovable, unfireable right. people who are to the left, which is what Obama did, then you really have gained traction in Washington. And I think President Trump, when he took office, really had no idea of the depth of this and the solidity mm-hmm. of it. Uh, it's very, very hard to get rid of any of those people uh, but, you know, Larry, for, I remember someone talking to me about the, the State Department. And remember when, when Tillerson took over running the State Department, there was a big amount of anxiety that he wasn't hiring people fast enough. There are 60,000 people working in the State Department. <laughs> it's not exactly bereft of manpower. But the problem is it is a, a force unto itself. It is extremely hard to impact even policy in, a, in an agency that big and that powerful because of just what you're talking about. So good for Republicans. I think they need to, I think, frankly, I think they need to do something because I see on Twitter an awful lot of Republican voters saying, hey, we have the House, do something, do something about the border, do something mm-hmm. about the FBI. It's hard because it's limited, but when they, and, and you can be sure if they go after something like the FBI budget, the Democrats will turn that around in the next election and say, we thought you were the law and order party. Here they are defunding the FBI. You know, right. so they'll hang on. But, I got to take got to do something. I got to take a break. I want to hear Steve on this point, because Vivek Ramaswamy's got some interesting points on this. Anyway, we're, we're going to take a break. I'm Kudlow. Be right back. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore of FreedomWorks and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline and Steve's uh, great radio show, More Money, follows this show on WABC Radio. Steve Moore, you know, um, Trump tried to go after the federal bureaucracy, but ran out of time. But now he's talking about it again. DeSantis is talking about it. Vivek Ramaswamy is talking about it. It's very interesting. Vivek thinks it's unconstitutional. But that is one of the biggest problems. I mean, I can tell you, uh, having worked in the government, how difficult yep. it can be and, and is a good, important target. You better believe it. And I always say, you know, it's amazing what Donald J. Trump was able to accomplish. And you played a big role in that, Larry. It's incredible what he was able to get done, given the fact that 90 percent of the people working in the government were absolutely against and conspiring against what he was trying to do. And mm-hmm. so the deep state, to summarize what Liz was saying earlier, the deep state is not a pigment of our imagination. It is real. Mm-hmm. And here's a really interesting uh, statistic. If you were to just do a, a kind of poll of people and you were trying to figure out, well, they a Democrat or a Republican, the number you know what the number one determining factor is? It's not race. It's not gender. It's not sexual preference. It's not area of the country you lived in. It's not your income. You know what the number one factor is that determines whether someone is a Democratic voter? Mm. Whether they work for the government. Oh, 90% of government employees are Democrats. Right. And so you have a system that is completely geared against any Republican initiatives. Now, you are absolutely People forget about this, but Donald Trump had an excellent civil service uh, reform plan, which was basically saying we're going to get rid of tenure because nobody has tenure except for government employees and Mm -hmm. and university professors. And we're going to give people, uh, you know, increases in their salary based on their performance. Mm -hmm. See, what a concept. You know, the better you perform, the more money you're going to make. And do you remember the reaction of the Washington Post and the New York Times and the entire Washington establishment? Washington Post had a major editorial saying, oh, my God, Donald Trump is trying to politicize the civil service system. This is the most politicized system in the world already. So this has to be a high priority of the Republicans. You can't run a government when 90 percent of the people are against you and you're trying to reform the system. Well, that sort of leads, though, to the other point in the hotline. The left's takeover of the Democratic Party is complete. Uh, Unbelievable. And what you've got here, it's interesting, uh, total very liberal Democrats, uh, 19% back in 2012, all the way up to 29% as of last year. And uh, the second one... uh, Self-described Democrats, total liberal Democrats, 43 percent up to 55 percent, 12 point gain uh, in 10 years. I mean, the Democrats are the very far left liberal party, the very far left liberal party. And that's not going to change. It doesn't matter who their candidate is. That's right. And remember, it wasn't long. And remember, in the 80s, when Reagan, you know, took over with two landslide elections, Democrats ran away from the term liberal. Remember, we're not liberals. You know, right. now they hold it up as a as a kind of badge of honor of how left they can become. And I think that's a very disturbing trend uh, for the country. But it, it is a party that was taken over 
by the left-wing uh, radicals, and George Soros' money had a big part in that. And Liz, it, it almost, all right, it doesn't matter. You were the one, you said this on this show, the pact between Biden and Bernie Sanders. And you know what? We went back and I found it. And it was during the campaign, they had a working group, uh, and yes, they brought in all the Bernie Sanders people, and so they arranged to meet, and they met on Bernie Sanders' turf. That's what happened. So Joe Biden trying to run as a moderate, the reality was the policy platform, Liz, was essentially a Bernie Sanders-oriented policy platform. I found the document. You you still there, Liz? Hello, hello, hello. Anyway. Sounds like we might have lost her. We may have lost her. We'll get her back. But, Steve. I can hear you, yeah. I'm not hearing anything else. uh, Well, I can hear you. I got you. All right, we'll move on. Steve, I mean, it doesn't matter who wins. I mean, you saw, you may have seen Gavin Newsom talking to Sean Hannity the other night. It doesn't matter whether it's Biden or whoever. The Democrats are the left wing party. That's just it. And my my question to Liz earlier before you uh, you came on, this could be a red state election that the red states are cutting taxes and they're going for school choice and they're pro business. This could be a red state election. Oh, I don't think there's any question that you're seeing all the big reforms. And I liked what the Wall Street Journal had yesterday. I mean, yeah, let's have I'd love to see a debate with Sean Hannity uh, hosting it between Gavin Newsom on the California model mm-hmm. and Ron DeSantis on the Florida model. Let's have yes. it out. Yes. So what do you make of Trump? We, we talked earlier before you came on. Yeah. Trump's numbers, if anything, have grown yeah. since the indictment. Yeah. Yeah, because he's persecuted. He's being persecuted, and, and you're getting a rally around. Well, even even people who are part of our committee to unleash prosperity, who were kind of never Trumpers, are now saying, "Hey, we're not going to let the left get away with this." All right. Who who pursued the two year, uh, you know, more Russia? Mo- more money. Steve Moore's more money. WABC Radio follows this show. I'm Cudlow. We'll be back next weekend. Thanks, folks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.